Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Hour number two of the Blitz here on our final day on campus. St. Vincent College, Chuck Field in a gorgeous, sunny Latrobe, Pennsylvania. The last day of open practice here for training camp 2022. The last day of our wall-to-wall Stillers training camp coverage. We will be back into our uh, regularly scheduled programming next week, so uh, don't you worry. We're just getting started. Motsi and I will still be able to find us at noon. You know, just our location will change. But uh, but same time, same place, you knuckleheads. Uh, Motsi, for hour number two here, final segment, uh, about 37 minutes from now, if we're going to be specific, uh, Mel Blunt, the Hall of Famer, the game changer, will join us here on the show. So if you want to get those tweets in, make sure you do here in the next half an hour or so before we uh, we close out this thing with the legend Mel Blunt. Motsi, I thought in this final hour here, um, maybe some takeaways, if you will, from training camp, from just everything that's transpired over the last three weeks or so. And uh, to make you happy, since it is the last day of camp, it's like the last day of school, I want to smile on everybody's face. We're going to start on the defensive side of the football. How about that? All right. All right. Let's do it. So give to me uh, your biggest takeaway so far. Well, I mean, so far, it's the last day. Your biggest takeaway from training camp 2022 uh, as it relates to the defensive side of the football. Man, I think that our secondary is um, really athletic, and I like the youth that's a part of it. When you talk about guys like Trey Norwood, talk about, you know, guys like Akella Witherspoon and Levi Wallace, that youth element right there, we're seeing it come together. And for me, man, I'm just really excited to see what that group can look like. Um, also, when you throw in an Arthur Mallette, those type of dudes, your Cam Sutton types, I just think that as a whole, man, that group right there is going to really help us out in a major way defensively. And just based on what they've been doing this training camp, putting together the camp and practices they've been able to put together, to me, man, I'm really excited to see what those guys do when the regular season actually hits. That's a good one. They, you know, they, they've been stout. They've been solid. I, uh, you know, I think there was maybe a little concern in that regard. Not a lot, but maybe a little coming into camp. But I, I think, you know, those guys have, have played well. Uh, Levi Wallace obviously missed some of the start of camp with with an illness. Uh, but, but since his return, he is he's absolutely looked the part. All of those guys have had great battles with, with George Pickens. Um, I, I'm with you on that one for me, biggest defensive takeaway here at training camp 2022 is that, (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'll go a little bit of the opposite way here then, uh, 
Motsi, I, I think they might need some reinforcements at linebacker, and namely the edge rusher position. Um, you know, you and I have discussed we like Derek Tuska as an option there, but it feels like there's still a little bit of that um, that third option void, uh, whether it be a, a veteran guy that, that you trust, and, and obviously Melvin Ingram didn't work out last year, right, but something along those lines, somebody with some pedigree and some experience and, uh, you know, some gravitas in terms of a uh, an NFL resume. There's just – there's been a lot of rotation there. I mean, the Steelers have had some injuries in that position over camp. They've brought in some new bodies. Um, but I still think it's a little unsettled there. I mean, I don't I don't have to speculate on that. I don't have to even say I think. When, when teams continue to turn over the roster at a certain position, I think you can read between the lines there. And the positions that the Steelers have done that throughout camp – are the positions where we've discussed depth the most. Edge rusher, running back, offensive line, right? A lot of times you don't have to speculate. You can just look at the the team's actions there and and use that as a guide. And I think with the edge rusher position, hey, they are they are far from done doing business. We, we all know that, that there could be a move made today. There could be a move made next week. There could be a move made after final cuts. Um, there could be a move made the week before the season. I, while I'm feeling better about depth in the secondary and I'm feeling better about depth on the defensive line, some concern there at the linebacker position, and I think, you know, mostly mostly is as it relates to the edge. Yeah, and rightfully so, man. Without a doubt, I was trying to stay all positive. That's why positive. I figured when you said – so as soon as you said, I'm going to do you a favor, I'm going I'm to make you happy, we're going to talk defense, I was like, that's not going to make me happy because you're going to bring <laughs> up some negative stuff. I'd rather we talk offensively. We were going to speak on the negativity. But you're absolutely right, man. When we talk about these outside linebackers, we didn't see enough from those dudes in the game. Um, it's unfortunate, too, because I know for me, man, I was high on a Delonte Scott. I thought that he was going to be able to take some of the things that we've seen from him in practice into the stadium. And it was unfortunate that that wasn't the case. Now, hopefully he can, you know, do something to change that this upcoming weekend. Because if not, if none of those guys really emerge – it makes you feel very uncomfortable. Also, when you talk about Jannard Avery not being available for as long as he's been uh, unavailable, I think that's another part that plays into this feeling of, you know, being inadequate behind TJ White and Alex Highsmith. And it's hard to feel confident that, hey, these guys aren't going to get hurt. They'll be superhuman when we know they both, in terms of TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, missed time last year. And you talk about Alex Highsmith, who's been missing time already this year in camp. It just makes you feel a little bit more sense of urgency in the, t- in the sense of, man, if we want to be as good as we think we can be, if we want this defense to be as elite as it can be, we're going to need to have some type of contingency plan in place if one of these outside linebackers needs a breather, if one of these outside linebackers isn't able to play in a game, let alone multiple games. Because if this was the regular season, once again, and Alex Highsmith dealing with this rib injury, this would be two games he's missing right now. So of those names you just named, right? Whether we're talking a uh, Rondell Carter, whether we're talking a Delonte Scott, whether we're talking a Derek Tuska, you know, and and as we continue to go down that list, uh, uh, a Vodders as well. Any of those guys, how confident are you if they had to go out there and start for two games, potentially yeah. three games? Yeah. And when you're deciding between, and oh, I don't want to forget Hamilcar as well. Hamilcar Rashid, he did, if I remember correctly, he did actually have a sack in the game. Yep. But of all of those guys, if I'm asking you today, 
one of those guys got to go out there and start opposite TJ Watt for two games, for three games. Yeah. How confident are you feeling in that? And if you're not confident enough where you're like, yeah, I'm good with that, then, yeah, that means you probably need to start looking around or seeing if one of these guys can make a move to change your opinion on that. But time is of the essence because, as you said, man, we're about two weeks away. Mm-hmm. You know, before you know it, we're game prepping. It's, it's opener. It's 9-11. We're, we're, hey, time to get the kickoff going. So with that, they do feel that. But I also think for the Steelers, they have a little bit of, I don't want to say time, but in this sense, they have one final free agency push is what I like to call it. In about two <laughs> weeks when they do those final big roster cutdowns, there are going to be some veteran guys that are out there that might not be good enough in their current situation. It's probably a DN in a Mason Rudolph situation somewhere for being real about it. But if we had a Mason Rudolph caliber defensive end versus the guys that we currently have or outside linebacker versus the current guys that we have, we would take that caliber guy, a guy that has started for a season, a guy that has been in this league for multiple years and has had some productivity. Right now, we don't have that type of player. Jannard Avery is supposed to be that for us, but like I said, it's unfortunate he's just been missing time. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to feel confidence with that when you're not seeing that, and it's a new, uh, it's a new commodity. And on top of the fact that we're asking him to go back to a position that he played his first two years in the league in Cleveland, right. not what he was recently playing when we picked him up from Philadelphia. So all of those reps matter. As a guy in personal experience that went and did a mass position change like that coming from Buffalo to Pittsburgh, when I came to Pittsburgh, I went back to playing a position I hadn't played full time since college. So every training camp rep mattered. Every training camp rep helped me to get back up to speed. And that's the thing for Jannar that he's missing out on right now. So when you're evaluating him, it's like, man, how do you do that and still feel like you're doing yourself a, a, a legitimate job, but at the same time, not, you know, going out there and, and, and walking and believing in just blind faith, it, so to speak, with him. So, yeah, the outside linebacker position, this edge rusher position, absolutely, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that we're, we're probably going to need to address again in some capacity. I'll give you some positivity, though. How about this? There All we right? go. Thank you. Thank you. I like positivity. I know. You want to you don't you don't wusa, and, you and, wusa don't here go, on the last day of camp. But 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 if, if you go offense for your positivity, I'm not going to wusa. I'm oh, throwing no, it this, out there hey, now. Hey, this this whole this whole segment's defense, baby. We'll talk about those okay, offense guys. Okay, they can, okay, they can wait until we you, get back on the you. other side in a few in a few. I moments. feel better now. Um, I feel better now. I, you know, there was some concern for me in terms of the depth conversation and what they had on the defensive line coming into camp, I feel much better in that regard uh, mm-hmm, than, mm-hmm. Than, I, than I did, you know, three and a half weeks ago. Larry Joby has looked to the part. I mean, we, we, we in, in this conversation, we don't need to discuss Cam Hayward. Everybody knows what he brings to the table and how great he is. Larry Joby has looked the part. Tyson Alualu, as long as, you know, he's able to, to have more good fortune in the health department, he's going to be a productive player for this defense. And then all of a sudden, right behind those three, you really like these guys in, in, in depth. You, you love Chris Wormley as, as a guy coming off the bench. Isaiah Loudermilk, Adams, DeMarvin Leal, the rookie who's who's continued um, to, to have success and, and show, uh, I think, a lot of potential and a lot of promise out here. Uh, there was, you know, with the announcement of Stephon Tuitt, uh 
in his retirement during OTAs and minicamp with the uh, what we all knew kind of injured status of Larry Ogunjobi with Tyson Alualu even starting on the pup list here at the beginning of camp. I think rightfully so there was some concern there. But like I said, you know, three and a half weeks later now, that's done a 180 for me. And I think that that, that defensive line has the potential to be one of the strongest units on this team. No, they definitely do, man. They definitely do. This is, man, this is just that that beauty right here, man. When we get to talk about defense, talk about that positivity, talk about the guys that we That's feel confident better, in, right? the guys. They, thank you. I feel so much happier now, man. Like, I was tired of the doom and gloom, you know, but that is definitely what we want to see right there. And we have been seeing it, and we have been feeling that. And I think with that group, the more reps a uh, DeMarvin Leal get, the more reps uh, Larry Ogunjobi gets, the more reps – you know, as a as a unit that they get together, the better they're going to be. Shoot, we still haven't even been talking about him on Travis Adams, who obviously has been missing time. But it's like, man, we remember what he was able to do last year at some points in time mm-hmm. for us as well. I think that that is one of our deeper groups on this team right now, man. And even with that, it's just so exciting to see. And that's why we feel so confident about them. But I know we said we weren't going to talk about Cam Hayward, but I'm like super duper confident in that group because of Cam yes. Hayward. That's like saying yes. we're going to talk outside linebackers and not mention TJ Watt. Well, you we know. know what he brings to the table. That's Come what on I now, mean. Baby. You know, I meant that as a compliment. Absolutely. Like, there ain't no questions Absolutely. about no, this. No, no, guy. no, no, no. 100 percent it's a compliment. <laughs> I just like to compliment the complimenters. That's hey. all, man, because we know how them dudes play, man. And that's my former teammate. So you know I gotta shout my dog out. <laughs> Well, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's you know, I'll, that's my little, that's my positivity there. All right, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bring moats of the listeners down here on the last day on campus. Um, that def- <laughs> that defensive line, I think, has a has a chance, like I said, to to be one of the the more complete units on this team. And when we've discussed throughout the off season, one of the themes for uh, you know heading into twenty twenty two is you got to be better at stopping the run. I think uh, you're starting to feel a little bit better about that. Got to see it all come together when it matters in a few weeks, uh, starting the uh, second week in September in Cincinnati. But you're feeling better, I think, now certainly than we were at different points, various points throughout the offseason. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. When we come back, we'll do the offensive side of the football. Some final thoughts uh, on the final day of camp. We'll get to your tweets as well, too, before we're joined by Mel Blunt. Plenty to get to here in the last 45 minutes or so of the show, so don't you dare go anywhere. It's the Steelers This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's our penultimate training camp segment here on the Blitz as we are about a half an hour away from practice. We are about 20 minutes away from being joined by Mel Blunt here on SNR. And we are about 40 minutes away from handing things off to Dale Ollie and Matt Williamson. Uh, and what will be uh, the final training camp show here on the campus of St. Vincent College. It's been a lot of fun. We'll do all our tearful goodbyes and thank yous in our in our final segment. Before we get there, before we get to Mel Blunt, Motsi, now time to look at the offensive side of the football. Some takeaways, some observations, right? Uh, three and a half weeks or this of this or so, um, 20-some practices here on the campus of St. Vincent, uh, and one back at, uh, well, I should say one over at Latrobe Memorial, one down on the south side due to weather concerns as well, too. Motsi, as we stand here, sit here, whatever you're doing on August 18th, uh, your biggest takeaway as it relates to the offensive side of the football. 
um, that James Daniels will be our best offensive lineman. Um, I think that he showed that when he joined. Um, obviously, we knew that he was a highly regarded free agent. But looking at what he's been able to do in training camp and then more importantly, even in this yeah. first preseason game, you can just see the confidence, the demeanor, the ability that he plays with, the nastiness that you want. And I think that he's going to be a major asset to that offensive line, something that we really haven't had in a while now. You know, as we've gotten away from the years of healthy Marquise Pouncey, healthy David DeCastro, Ramon Foster and company, I think for me, James Daniels fits that mold that we're accustomed to seeing. And I think we're really going to feel that impact. Ooh, look at you going to the trenches. Baby. Come on now, man. I like James Daniels, man. Going to the trenches is Arthur Motes. Come on. My biggest takeaway on offense. You ready for this? I'm listening. This team's got some weapons. Man, I mean, Absolutely. They, they, really Absolutely. Do, they really do on the offensive side of the football. You, you, you need things to come together. You need guys that have shown signs of taking that next step forward. You need them to do it, you know, in stadium in September when it, when it starts to really count. But listen, we all know what Deontay Johnson is capable of. We can sit here and we can argue, is he elite and all these things. The numbers are what they are. He is one of the better handful of wide receivers in the National Football League. If you want to have those those other arguments, whatever, but we know that he's a, a, certainly a talented player. What you tell him, what's argue with yourself. Argue with yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm telling you. Chase Claypool, again, the, 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 the size, the traits, the athleticism, the things you can't coach a lot of times, he's got them. He's been dealing with some injuries here. We'd like to see a little bit more of him as we get closer to September. But we all know the talent that is there that he displayed his rookie season. George Pickens, my goodness, he's been lighting not only the Steelers world but the NFL world on fire. I was listening, Motsi, to Colin Cowherd when I was driving out of here yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. National Fox Sports Radio all the way on the other side of the country over there in Los Angeles. And he was saying that the Steelers got the best receiver in the draft in George Pickens at pick 52. So it's not just a Pittsburgh thing. That George Pickens hype is everywhere right now. Um, then Pat Fryermuth, who we're obviously all very high on entering year two. Zach Gentry, who Motsi and I uh, really like. And, and it feels like he's starting to round into a – a very complete, you know, number two tight end. When you have what you have in Najee Harris in the backfield, when you have what we all think is going to be an offense that's going to use the mobility of the quarterback, hopefully to be able to do some more things and and, and take some more shots and make some more plays downfield. If the Steelers quarterback play, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, whoever it is, we all, you know, barring injury or something crazy, it's going to be at least Mitch Trubisky to start. We're all pretty, pretty confident in that. But whoever it is, if they can just play competent, good quarterback, right? If, if they can play at a B level, the Steelers quarterback, there's going to be enough on that offense to, to score a lot of points and, and to win some games, particularly when you, you know, uh, accompany that with what they have on defense, what Chris Boswell brings to the table as well, too. You know, for me, Motsi, this is an offense. Hey, I'm not saying it's quite the Killer Bees era just yet, um, but there, man, there are some playmakers on this offense. There are uh, there are a lot of capable, uh, both on the outside, both in the backfield, uh, talented athletes. That whoever the quarterback is, Mitch Trubisky to start, and then whatever happens from there uh, is going to have a, a nice plethora of tools in that disposal. Yeah, man, you bring up some good points right there, and I will also add this. 
as it pertains to that quarterback play, not only do they have to do those things you said, but more importantly, they have to protect the ball. No turnovers. That's going to be more important to me than anything that they could do from a arm talent standpoint. You have to protect that ball, man, because if they do that, you have built-in contingencies. You can run the ball to get out of a stadium. You can rely on Boz and this defense to get out of stadiums. But what you can't do is turn the ball over. That will kill this team. That will hurt this team. And that will hurt whoever is at quarterback, more importantly. So I did want to add that part, man, and just put a little bit more emphasis on that. But, yeah, yeah, when you talk about these receivers, not even counting George Pickens, because obviously we still have to see him once the regular season hits to see if he can continue that trajectory, continue proving it. But Deontay Johnson, we're very familiar with that. We've seen that in stadium. Chase Claypool, we've already seen that in stadium. Mm Mm-hmm. Pat Firemove, Zach Gentry, we've already seen those two guys in stadium. And we know who Najee Harris is because we've seen him in stadium. So when you think of that, that part we can hang our head on definitively because we've already seen what these guys are capable of and we've seen them do it. With George, we're really high on him because we feel like everything is pointing in place that he's going to be one of those next guys like that. But it's like, man, we still got to see what his ceiling truly is once he gets out there. Hopefully it's, you know, what we're flirting with right now being one of those sky's the limit situations. But either way, we'll see. But based on these other guys that we've already named, no, I think we're right on the money and feeling very confident about this offense and the skill position groups. Motsi, we haven't talked much about the tackles here throughout this process on the offense. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about all those guys that we just named. We've certainly discussed – uh, the quarterback situation almost every single day here on the show throughout training camp, at least in you know some sense of even if it was just a seven shots update and what they were able to do uh, in practice in that regard. And I think we've talked about the interior offensive line. We talked about Mason Cole a lot early on, James Daniels as well too. You just brought him up there. You and I have discussed the back and forth between Kevin Dotson and Kendrick Green at the left guard position. How you feeling about the tackles? You know, we, we haven't talked a lot about Chooks. We haven't talked a lot about Dan Moore Jr. Um, and I think part of that is because that's – you know, maybe where, uh, you know, th- there's there's just some continuity there. Both of those guys are coming back from last season. Uh, we're all, you know, optimistic that Dan Moore Jr. could take that first to second year leap and, and build upon what he showed last year, that Chooks can be the guy that they paid him to be. But where's your confidence level on on those two and, and, and their, you know, their performance heading into this season? Um, feel better about Chooks. I think that what he was able to do in the game on Saturday, I, I liked a lot. I liked the nastiness that he was starting yeah, to show. Yeah. Um, some of the physicality, obviously seeing him in practice, we've seen some of that carrying over the fundamentals. We know as a pass, uh, a pass blocker, that's his bread and butter. That's where he really shines. It was more so in the run game, the physical element for him that we want to see improvement upon. Um, so I feel good about him. I don't think that he's become complacent now that he has the money and he doesn't have a direct uh, person to compete against like he's had in the previous years with, uh, with like Zach Banner and stuff like that. But um, with Dan Moore on the left side, he's still young. And that's the part that people have to remember. Um, as NFL players, we technically consider guys rookies until they're after their third game in that second season. So some of the stuff that we still see from him, obviously in the game, um, him getting beat for the sack, I still chalk that up to youth. I still chalk that up to him just having to get more consistent, continue to get better. We talked about him last year and the growth that we could see in him from week one all the way till the playoff game against the Chiefs. Yeah. And we could feel 
improvement. We could feel the growth. We could feel the productivity. I think that those are similar things that he's going to have to do this season. He's going to have to continue to get better each and every week. I don't think it's a finished product by no stretch of the imagination. And there may be times where he does get beat. But we have to understand with him, he's still very young. Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green, or Kendrick Green, no, he's not young. But we know in terms of Kevin Dotson, Dotson's been in this league for, for a couple of years now. Mason Cole, a couple of years now. James Daniels, Chooks for multiple dudes, a couple of years of having starts under their belt. So for Dan Moore, him being the baby of that bunch, just understand that, hey, if he does happen to struggle at times, it's not the end of the world. He is going through his normal growing pains and his normal progression as a NFL player. And that's the one thing for me why I haven't really spoken a lot on Dan Moore is because of some of those things like that. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It, it does. And, you know, I, I don't think that that's necessarily anything to be alarmed by. You know, if, if if he was out here getting beat every single day, we'd be we'd be talking about it, right? So it, it can right. be a, you know, a, a lot of times some of those, you know, we talk about this with defensive backs as well too at times. It, it Sometimes if you're not being discussed, that can be a good thing as well too. It just means you're, you're mm-hmm. quietly going about your job out there. Uh, you're not, you know, having any coverage gaps as it relates to d- defensive backs. You know, you're not uh, getting pushed around on the offensive line in the trenches. Um, but that that is something that, you know, I just, I don't know, I was a little surprised maybe that we haven't discussed those guys more. Uh, but you, but I, I like the way that you laid that out there, and I think it does make more sense in that context. Motsi, we got a couple minutes here before we've got to go to our final break. Uh, a couple tweets here before we, uh, before we get to the Steelers legend, Mel Blunt. Sound good to you? Hey, that sounds like a plan to me, man. Alrighty then. Uh, nine twenty, Steeler Nation nine twenty. Our buddy up in Wisconsin, he wants to know, you know, uh, with Chris Oladokun getting um, his first shot at some team reps, is there anything to look into that as potentially Steelers getting ready or getting prepared to trade a quarterback? Oh, I think I see where nine twenty is going with this one. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it from that angle. Is there is there anything to read between the lines there potentially with with Chris O getting his his first crack in team reps? Mm, for me personally, no. I just thought that it was more so they're getting ready to give him an opportunity to play in game um in that third and final preseason game and I don't think he's going to have more than a quarter in that game, but I think that this is his official like start of preparation for that. Also, when I couple that with Omar Khan directly saying that hey i'm not planning on moving any of these quarterbacks i think that all <laughs> right, three of right. them in particular when he was talking about mason kenny and mitch he says all three of these guys help us win all three of these guys help us get better i don't want to move it. he was like i would be very surprised if one of these guys were moved at any time and he said that that is not on his agenda right now for me this is the first time we've seen omar khan in a situation where He's speaking publicly on a trade rumor and things like that. So for me, I'm taking his word for it. Until I see otherwise, I'm going to just trust what he said. So I personally don't buy into Chris getting reps, meaning that Mason's going to get traded because of what Omar said. Now, if two weeks from now that changes, well, we'll see what Omar has to say about that then. But as it pertains to now, all I can do is go off of what the GM has said. And we know his approach has been... It's similar to Kevin Colbert, but it's been a little bit more aggressive in terms of getting these contracts done in terms of some of the players he's went after. So we don't know what he's going to do in this scenario. But that's why, for me, I'm not buying into it too much because of what he said. It's an exciting time, honestly, when you don't have a, you know, a large sample size to work with in that regard. 
Um, I think you're right. I think, you know, you, you believe somebody at their word. Um, and, you know, it's it's not like they're you – know, Kevin Colbert, we had a, a large sample size, a two-decade sample size, right, of how yeah. this guy liked to operate most of the time. Uh, we don't we don't have that with Omar Khan, and I, I do think that's kind of exciting in a way um, as, as we, you know, as we see the first – Yeah, because you think about how many times, like in the, be- in the past – a trade room would come up and they're like, oh, nope, Steelers aren't going to do it. That's Steelers' right, way. They're right, not going to do it. Nope, right. Steelers' way. Not going to do it. And it's like, now they can't say that. Now we're like, shut up. You don't know the answers to this. Be exactly. quiet. Exactly. It could happen because we've been seeing stuff happening. So that's the part right now where when you're talking about a Mason Rudolph potential trade, it's like, well, yeah, nobody knows what this approach would be. That's why even the Roquan Smith uh, talk has even had legs over here because it's like, man, we really do not know. Yeah, because it's the first time we've seen Omar Khan in this scene, in this capacity as a general manager. Nine twenty also wants to know what is the best food that comes on a stick. <laughs> Teriyaki sticks from the little Chinese stores, man. Oh man, I, I love it. I love it. Yep, Ch- like chicken on a stick, teriyaki style. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I I've always like I don't know where else you buy them from. I've always bought them from like. Uh, Golden China or China, like any of the like Chinese food restaurants. Yeah, that's like one of their things. Yeah, teriyaki on a stick. So yeah, can, that's for me one of my favorites. You could get them down in the strip district. I know that you could get them from those those yeah. uh, those street food carts down in the strip district. Uh you know, for me, it would probably be like some type of ice cream bar or some type of dessert. Mm, okay, you know, maybe even just a good old, on a day like today, Arthur Motes, where it's about pushing eighty degrees out here in mid August. Maybe just a popsicle. You know. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> But I like it. I like it. Uh, Austin also uh, tweets us here. This was I had to I had to get this one in for you, Motsi. Uh He said in regards to Marcus Allen, he's listed at two sixteen. But I was watching his grilling and chilling episode with Zach and Pat, and he has to be at least two thirty. Am I delusional? Oh yeah. no, you see, Motsi, no. someone's someone's trying to get us in trouble here with the reporting on players' weights again. Yeah, see, this <laughs> how it all started, man. Jeez. But um, where's, no, where's he's definitely... when we need him. Yeah, Marcus is definitely bigger than that. And he was bigger than that last season. Um, if I remember correctly, he was the one who talked about putting on more weight. Um, when it comes to the official, like, stat book or or the roster website where it's like, hey, height, weight, and stuff like that, it's hardly ever accurate. I know mine for my whole career said I was 6 to 250 pounds. That was not even close to being accurate. For me, man, I was always 6'1", about 240 pounds. At sometimes I was even 236 pounds. But that program was always going to say 6'2", 250. So with that, you just kind of take it with a grain of salt. It might be accurate-ish, but more times than not, is going to be some fabrications going on with that. Well, without a doubt, without a doubt. I think that's well said by you. We're going to take our final break here. When we come back on the other side, Mel Blunt will sit down with us here at our SNR table as we put a bow on our training camp 2022 coverage. It's the final practice here today on campus. In about 20 minutes, we'll hand things off to Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. They will have a special three-hour edition of The Drive to break down the final training camp practice for you here on the campus of St. Vincent College. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, we've got some players down on the field. The youth football team is over on Autograph Hill setting up the tunnel, so we are just about to get the energy picking up here uh, at Chuck Knoll Field. Mel Blunt, a guy who played for Chuck Knoll, won four Super Bowls, changed the game, NFL Hall of Famer. You might have heard of him. He'll join us next on the other side. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. 
You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the Black and Gold, SNR. It's our final segment here on the campus of St. Vincent College at Chuck Knoll Field for Training Camp 2022. It's the final Steelers Blitz segment, I should say, because you've still got three hours of the drive with Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson, another late show this evening out here in Latrobe. We are standing by. We are, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see if we can get Mel Blunt here. I know he's got a lot going on. Busy man today, uh, but we will certainly keep our eye open if we can catch a, uh, a few minutes with the Hall of Famer here on the show but uh Mozi, keep an eye open you can't miss mel blunt. i know I mean, i'll see that cowboy blunt, i'll see baby. that cowboy hat Absolutely. coming from coming from a mile away yeah 100 look, look for the guy that looks bigger than everybody else that's out there you can't miss him. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> you can't miss my promise he's not hard to see i tell you and mm-hmm. he'll have i'm sure he'll have a crowd of about three dozen people around him wherever he goes as well too so yeah we should uh we should be able to tell whenever he's heading this way don't see uh don't see him Yet, but in the meantime, Motsu, we do have uh, some other tweets here, some tweets here that we can get to. So this is a good one. You know, as, as Matt Williamson sits down next to me here getting ready for the drive, uh, Sensei tweets us, and he says, i got a fun question for you guys for the final day of camp. Between all the different SNR shows, if we had a dollar for every time we've heard you can't make the club in the tub over the last three weeks, how rich would we be? <laughs> Nah, man. It, I mean, you probably make a lot, but it's. I have it's, enough money to pay for my gas on the way you know? home, at least, I think. You know, a gag, yeah. tank of gas on the way out of here or something. Yeah, but that's one of the most legitimate things during this time of year. And you think it's not? Why do they keep moving anybody that gets hurt, right? That's right. Guy gets hurt. Hey, we're going to go ahead and bring in somebody new. We're going to ship that guy up out of there. That is this time of year. Unless you are that select few where you have a little bit more um, equity built up with this team, you can't get hurt. That's that's just that's right. the reality of it, man. I've seen plenty of talented guys, guys that I personally thought were better players than me, not make it because their health wasn't, you know, in their favor. Because when you're building a roster and I'm needing to evaluate you, I need to know how good you can or can't be. I can't do that to the best of my ability if you're not out there on the field. Right. I don't care what you look like in shirt and shorts. I don't care how smart you are in the classroom. I don't care what you did three years ago. As it pertains to this particular season, if you're one of those guys that, you know, his job isn't solidified, you legitimately cannot make this team if you are not going out there each and every day and making a case for it. I mean, dudes we talked about a week ago having good practices compared to where they are now, whether it's for health or stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's a different scenario for them. No, it, it absolutely is. And and you're right. And we've discussed that as it relates to, you know, a few of the individuals on the roster out here over the last few weeks. Um, it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. Besides a select few, you cannot make the club in the tub. Frankie Z tweets us, Motsi, and he says, you know, you guys talking about Mason uh, earlier this morning. Do you believe he's been given a fair shot in this competition? And he uses fair in air quotes. I, You know, I think, I think we might have said this, but I don't know if there's any such thing as a fair shot, right? I mean, we say all the time, right, that sports are a micro- getting reps. Yeah. If you're getting reps, it's a fair shot. It's sports this is the are- National Football League. Exactly. This isn't high school. Exactly. It's not rec. It's not even college. Like, none of that matters. None of it matters. 
every time you get a rep, that is fair for you. That That is more than enough. You got to do it at what you do with it. And as I've said on numerous occasions, when you're an elite player or you're a player that has proven that he is QB1 or he is a starter at his position, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how many reps they take. You see it as soon as they go out there. TJ White, how many reps do you think he's taking this whole training camp? You know, you think he had the most amount of snaps out there on defense? Absolutely nope. not. But every single time he's been out there, what have we said? Yep, we know what that looks like. He don't need to be out there anymore. You could put him off to the side. Could 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 Mason Rudolph not be doing the exact same thing though with his reps? Sure, sure. And that's the only thing I'm trying to. That's the only point I'm trying to make in this particular instance. If this is Tom Brady showing up today, and he's only going to get five reps in practice. You don't think those five reps are going to look at them and say, yeah, he's the one, not these other guys out here. Mm -hmm. So it's not about the amount. It's about the quality. It's about what you are doing with those reps. And for better or for worse, whatever those reasons may be, that door has still been left open by a Mason Rudolph. Remember, Mason's been on this roster for multiple years. If he was better than Ben Roethlisberger when he was drafted, they would have made that switch then. It would have been crazy. But mm. if he would have been to that point where we're like, yo, he's that guy, we wouldn't even be having this discussion today. But Agreed. that's the, the the point that I'm trying to make when we talk about fairness, when we talk about equal opportunities. That's not how it works in this profession. No, it is not. When this profession, it's like, hey, man, if I give you three reps, make it look like you belong out there in three reps. Right. If you get 20 reps, make it look like you belong in 20 reps. But we're not just giving you anything and, and allowing you all these, you know, extra chances. That's not how it works at this level. No, it's not. And you know what, Motsi? That's not how it works in the world either, right? Isn't that, you know, that's another cliche that, that sports are a microcosm of society, right? Well, the NFL mm-hmm. ain't fair. Society, life isn't fair. Jeez, now I'm really doing that full circle thing. I feel like my parents lecturing me when I was 11 years old. I was oh, like, man. Why is there? There's Father's Day and there's Mother's Day. Why is there not a child's day? Why is there not a kid's Ooh. day? Yeah, I, did say, I said that Christmas. to my parents one time when I was like 10, and my dad looked at me and he you said, because every, he said, because every day is kids' day. That's why. There, there we go. It, it does feel like that at times, man. <laughs> but yeah, we need to start a we need to start a revolt or something like that, man. We need like Dad's Day, then we need um, Adult Day, then we need um, Adult That Work Day, and then Adults That Used to Work Day. We need all <laughs> those type of like, just to add it up for us adults out here. All right. <laughs> No, for sure. And that is, you know, that's one of the things that you hear. Everybody remembers your parents telling you that when you were a kid. Life ain't fair. Uh, The NFL isn't fair either. Uh, Shaquille tweets us, Motsi, wants to know who's the fastest player on the team. Ooh. Well, I would say Calvin Austin, but you just said he's in a boot. He might be be the guy that's in a boot, Calvin Austin, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure Calvin is in there. I'm sure Steven Sims is in that conversation. Yep, that's a good one. Um, I'm sure Anthony McFarlane is another guy that's in that convo. And it wouldn't surprise me if one of these defensive backs, um, yep, just in terms of straight line speed, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure that those guys are in that conversation. But Calvin Austin, on paper at least, because of what he did at the combine, but he currently does have a boot on his foot. So I'm sure if he was racing in any time soon, he'd probably get beat. Yes, yes, I I think that's fair. If if we're going like health, all things considered, I right. I think he would probably be would probably be the more popular answer. Have you seen the um the videos? The Steelers have been putting these out, and I know you know you took a little a little hiatus from social media, but I know you've been back for the last week or so. 
Have you seen these? The Steelers have been setting up a camera outside of the cafeteria and asking the players different random questions uh, every day. I think I saw like the clips. I, I see. This is I, I watched one of the clips, but I didn't have the sound on. They were doing the whole who would date like your daughter or so your sister or something like that. Like I, I saw. I, I know what you're talking about, though. I've seen some of these videos that they've been putting out there. Yes. Yeah, that would be a good one for them for them to ask. Is like, hey, who's ask ask the team who's the fastest guy on the team? Because yeah. I feel like I feel like you do always oh, the, the uh, pride, always get some get some funny answers from those. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Motsi, to uh, to close out the show here, you know, we got about four or five minutes left. Uh, we got a uh, we got a pretty special guest sitting down here at the table with us. A a man who doesn't need much of an introduction, but I'll go ahead and give him one here. Anyways, four time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, one of the most popular players in Steelers history, Steelers Hall of Honor. D- did I miss anything, Mel Blunt? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Good to see you guys. You as well too. We got Arthur Motes back in the studio. Oh, and, uh, Arthur. Okay, great. Yeah, he's he's back Absolutely, in the air, man. Always in the air conditioning. You. you know, it's it's easy for him. <laughs> yeah, he he's seen enough I'm training comfort. camps. I uh, hear you. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Great, good to talk with you, man. Uh, Mel, thanks for taking some time here with us. You know, being back on campus, being back in this setting. You know, what are the emotions that that brings up for you? Hey, I'm glad those days are behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving up here and I was reminiscing. Said, man, I've I made this trip a lot of times, 14 years of it, and uh, mm. but it's good to be back. It's um, obviously, you know, the emotions are that you're you're glad to see the fan base, and you're glad to see these young guys having an opportunity to compete and pursue their dreams sure. and uh, come out of here with a good team. I understand this is the last day. Of this is it. Training camp, and man, I remember what that was like when I was up here but couldn't wait to get out of here you know but so but i'm impressed with uh with the young players and what what basically what we saw out of the first game so i Mm. think uh it's an opportunity for a lot of guys to you know to have have an imprint on this organization and we'll see what happens no without a doubt we definitely will now i did want to ask you man now that you know you are back on campus, training camp and stuff like that, man, what's something that comes to mind, like a favorite memory you might have from your playing days being out there at Lake Road? Well, there, there are a lot of good memories. I, I just spoke to a corporate group and, you know, they was kind of asking similar questions about the memories that you have up here. Um, and I think, you know, everything starts in training camp, the chemistry, the camaraderie, you know, the bonding and all that. And I think when I think about training camp, I, I think about, you know, the the practices, of, of course. And then you think about the card games. You think about, mm-hmm. you know, just guys just getting together and just really getting to know each other. And, and so that's, to me, is as big a part of training camp as what you do out there on the field because the chemistry is so important. Uh, guys liking and respecting one another sure. is important. So all that kind of starts in an environment like this. Absolutely, and it's an environment that I know mm-hmm. is has changed a little bit since since you've been here, but but remains the same. You still got the fans on the hill and everything. You know, you got to you got to walk down the hill and face the fans, and, yeah. and out here in the heat 
at Chuck Noll Field. I do want to ask you, Mel. You know, we've been we've been fortunate enough throughout these these three weeks or so of, of training camp. You know, we've been joined by some of your your former teammates as right. well too, uh, Rocky Blyer, Larry Brown, Randy Grossman. Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing a couple. JT Thomas was on with us yesterday. We've been asking all the guys from your era this. Um, any of the four Super Bowls, do you have one that stands out to you as the most memorable? Oh, man, that's that's tough. They all are really – they all are up there, you know, because – You know, the first one's a lot a popular answer a lot because, you know, it's the first time yeah. that, you, well, that you got I'm, to do I'm that just, and for the franchise as yeah. well too. But the thing about what, what I'm getting ready to say is that, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're – you know, you love all your kids, but that first kid, that first child is, you know, <laughs> you, you kind of. I'm the oldest child, so yeah. Yeah, no, but I, I think, uh, I think that that first Super Bowl because uh, we really got a taste of what being a champion was all about, and then the thirst to come back and do it again. So it's always that one that when when I think about uh, the Super Bowls because. It kind of put us in a different uh, stratosphere and, and a mindset and, you know, your comfort level and all the things, you know, that you you work so hard as a kid and you get there and you say, man, I did it. Now right. I know I can do it. Let's go do and it so again. So let's go do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, without a doubt. I like that. And speaking of the mentality, I did want to uh, stay right there. When you talk about just this training camp element, man, that mentality, obviously coming out to training camp is one thing, the focus that goes into that. But also talk about how that shifts when you guys are breaking camp and going back to your respective homes. How does that mentality and that focus shift and become even more paramount as you get ready for the regular season? Yeah, I think training camp does. I think when you talk about training camp, I mentioned some of the things that I feel that it does for you, you know, the camaraderie and the, the chemistry. And, and then when you leave training camp, I think it's kind of like when you stop at a gas station, you know, you, you want to fill your tank up. So when, <laughs> when you leave, when you leave here, when you leave training camp, you feel like you're, you're full and you're ready to go out and win. And, mm. and the other thing about leaving training camp is, it gives you a sense of accomplishment because she said, man, I made it through it. You know, I got through it. Mm, so right. now, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I understand the day is the last day, man. Can you imagine how excited these guys oh, must yeah. be to say, man, I'm last day of school, right? <laughs> last, yeah. yeah. You know, man, we can go, you know, now the, the, we can get back with our families. You know, we can get back into a routine that's going to be what we'll be doing all season, sleep you know, in your own bed sleep again. in your own bed. Yep. And, and, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty special. And uh, so I'm excited for these guys. I'm excited to see what kind of team uh, we have this year. And, and I'm very optimistic because I see a lot of good talent. I see a lot of young talent mm-hmm. and uh, we get this quarterback situation uh, solidified, oh, which yeah. I think Trubisky is going to do a good job, but man, look, what I saw from Pickett. That was exciting on Saturday <laughs> night, it, wasn't it? It's exciting, hey. man. And the energy. Talk about it. Talk you know, about I, it. I just think we're going to – I think I think the Steelers are going to surprise some people this year. I think I really so, too. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. It's 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 a tough division. It's a tough schedule. But you know what? That, that can be some of those iron sharpening iron 
uh, type situations. And uh, and you're absolutely right. It all starts here in Latrobe. You know, since the '60s, except for the last two years, uh, every every Steelers team has has started right here. All six Lombardies have started right here. And uh, and this this group certainly could be laying the foundation for number seven. Mel Blunt, kind enough to uh, to give us some of his time on a busy day here on campus. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Right, it's a pleasure. Yes, it's indeed. It's always man. always good, always good to catch you. up with you. All right, take care. Thank you. You as well too. There he goes, Mel Blunt, cowboy hat and all. As always, we appreciate hey, the time love it, love it. and uh, and enjoy enjoy practice there, sir. Uh, thanks to uh, to Steelers PR for helping us out with guests all week or all week all all camp, I should say. Uh, Jacob <laughs> yeah. here on set, Brian and Zach who have been producing for us, and as always, to Arthur Motes, the best co-host in the business. Hey, I hear you, baby. I hear you. Don't go anywhere. Matt and Dale up next with practice. We'll talk to you guys next week on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.